0: hello guys and welcome back for another episode of Fitness on the go episode three and you are solo with me today Johnny the host and creator and um, just want to start by saying that I'm blown away with the initial um feedback from the first two episodes and I've spoken to a couple of you guys in person I've spoken to a couple of you guys on social media and I appreciate all of your comments and um, it's absolutely incredible to know that so many of you are listening in and taking massive value from it and even in some cases cases taking some action as well um, especially around the podcast with dr warren um and basically slowing down getting out into nature um as a way to unwind and de-stress and really prioritize you so that's absolutely incredible um continue to listen share it with your friends share it with your family anyone who you think would benefit um Ultimately, the more people who listen and I can help, um, the the better for me, because it's it's very important that I can help people in one way or another. Um, and if I can improve at least one person uh, listening and, and their day and get them thinking a little bit differently, then that is my job done. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit more bite-sized. I'm conscious that when I listen to podcasts, I don't like to listen um to anything really that's over 45 minutes just because... um. We lose our attention very quickly and uh, I like to I like to get into the meat and bones of things so I'm gonna get straight into today's episode it's going to be a bite-sized short sharp sweet um punch in the face really of the title name how to prioritize now I was gonna try and come up with a better title in terms of more specific so how to prioritize health and fitness but I just think how to prioritize Things that you want to do that you are not currently doing, whether that is more exercise, whether that is healthy eating, whether that is a hobby, an interest, just simply spending more time by yourself, whatever that may be, how to prioritise um, is something that we can really look at um, and look at why it's not happening right now and how to implement it. So today is going to be really practical. Um, it's going to be practical advice and things you can implement straight away or get you thinking a little bit differently. But first of all, I want to look at um, why people struggle to prioritise. Ultimately, there's so much noise in this day and age. Life is so much more complex compared to what it was 100 years ago, even 50 years ago. And There's so many more elements now um, in terms of you've got more complicated work, um, tasks to do. You've got many, life's just busier, right? And um, there's so many different things you've got to spin, so many plates you've got to spin so many connections you've got to uphold and keep and really we just kind of get caught up in everything so i think spinning plates and the thing with spinning plates if we use that analogy is the more plates you spin the more diluted your attention becomes across each plate and eventually one's going to fall off right and that's where we start to lose our priorities but the beauty of of your life is and creating your own life is you can choose which plates you're spinning to a degree. So the first thing we need to look at is the absolute non-negotiables of what you have to do. And this is like the 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 skeleton structure of your day. We we have to go to work. You know, we have to go to work. Let's let's take a nine to five for an example. You have to work between the hours of nine and five, you know, um so you can't you can't change that. So that's locked in place. You have to sleep, you know, you have to go to sleep. So what can you do to change those two things? in work you have full control over your lunch hour potentially and um, so it's about being disciplined with that optimizing your lunch hour i'd always recommend you know taking your own food in just so you're in full control of your own nutrition um, and making that a priority a lot of people do struggle with the prep side of things um if they're out of that habit but something with prioritizing things is it's always difficult at first anything habit change related it's always going to be difficult to make a change but when you make the change it gets easy any routine change any habit change takes time and it's always that initial change that is the most difficult but once you build momentum then you can continue that so um focusing on your lunch hour and really optimizing that is going to be key Um, And then with your sleep, you have full control over your sleep. So going to bed at the same time each evening and waking up at the same time each evening and making sure you're getting enough hours, making sure you're getting quality sleep as well. Um, I could go into sleep for absolutely a long time and talk talk until I'm blue in the face about sleep. But ultimately, uh, I'm not going to do that today. But if your sleep's in a better place, you're going to feel like you have more time because you're going to have more energy, better clarity, um, better levels of thinking or higher levels of thinking. Um, and that goes the same with your nutrition. If your nutrition's in a, in a better place, you're going to be healthier. You're going to be more energized. You're going to feel like you have more time and more um, energy to to actually focus on doing more across the day. We all have the same amount of time. Um, And I know that's a really easy thing to say, but speaking as a a business owner, you know, of my coaching business, speaking as a dad of two kids, um, you know, I'm not short of responsibility and I've got the same amount of time in my day as anyone else. Um, If you look at the most successful people in the world, you know, it can be easy to think um, that, you know, they they have people who work for them. They have lots more money. But at one point in time, they didn't have any of that. You know, they worked their way up. And they potentially worked many hours through the day. They potentially had um, children along the way. Um, But it's just about how you prioritise your time. And a huge part of this prioritising is consistency. You know, it's not about how much you're doing, but can you do it consistently? And that's where a lot of people go wrong. They try and add too many plates at once. And ultimately, it's then... All of those plates crash off the sides. And sometimes it's things like work, sleep, the plates that should 100 percent be kept spinning, slow down or fall off and break. So it's about understanding the different priorities of the different plates. So sleep, eating habits, um, work schedule, and then you need to basically work back from that is a really good analogy that i use uh, that i heard on a podcast actually funnily enough the other day was um, by a guy called warren buffett he's like a really rich dude not sure exactly why he's rich but i just know he's really rich and um the guy whose podcast i was listening to he quoted this from warren buffett and he basically compared it to how you spend your money and how people rather than So you've got your disposable income rather than saving from that initial. Let's say you've got £500 to spend each month disposable cash rather than saving a portion of that. Let's say you put £300 away. You've then got £200 left for the month, £50 a week to spend to spend on disposable income. Over the course of a year, you'll save £300 a month, which is quick maths, Johnny, uh, £3,600 across the year. Whereas what people actually do is spend first and then look at what they've got left to save at the end of the month. And that's that's really kind of a good way to think about saving. You should actually save first and then see what you have left to spend rather than spending first and seeing what you have left to save. And that's where people go wrong with their time and prioritizing, um, which is why I wanted to share that with you today. People spend their time doing things that they don't really need to be doing for example getting home and watching two hours of tv yes you might have told yourself that's your way to relax and unwind after a hard day's work but imagine if you put that two hours into things you actually wanted to do rather than spending it on things you don't need to be doing you then have so much more time at your disposal and that's where the prioritization comes in you know so instead of uh, spending first and then saving you save and then spend so when it comes to our time and our prioritizing we need to schedule things first and then we put our downtime we put our relaxation time and in fact you'll actually enjoy your downtime a lot more because you've been more productive you've got more stuff done so that's the first kind of area is scheduling and routine routine is key if you know what you're doing and when you're doing it sorry siri just picked up my voice there uh, very interesting siri's always listening guys uh, so if you know what you're doing and when you're doing it that then is going to give you absolute clarity on when you're going to get things done just having a, a little drink of my tea um so gym gym routine i'm so big when when someone comes to work with me someone comes on board within the everyday athlete um is getting their days and their times when are they training and when when are they in the gym or when are they doing the workouts if it's not scheduled rarely does it happen or it's a lot less consistent so getting your time uh, getting your list of priorities scheduled is going to be essential do you want to go to the gym a certain amount of times a week what days are you going what times are you going and then it comes to things like well i want to eat healthier are you spending the time are you scheduling into your week a regular food shop Okay, is that getting scheduled into your diary before anything else? Are you then scheduling in times to prepare your food for the day? And there's no right or wrong to this, but it might be you prepare in the morning, you wake up a little bit earlier, prepare your breakfast and prepare your lunch for the day. You might do it the night before. Personal favorite of mine is cooking extra food with the evening meal and then having um, leftovers for the following day's lunch because what that does is reduce any extra prep time and you've got good food ready to go. Um, So that's how I look at eating habits. Do you actually schedule a bedtime? Sounds really old, sounds really boring, but if you have the same bedtime and the same wake-up time, your energy level is going to be insane compared to what they might be now. Like They'll just massively lift. Uh, So having a set like kind of rough estimate of time, it doesn't have to be like 9 p.m., but 10, 10, 30, 11, as long as you're going to the bed at the same time, that's going to be a beneficial thing for you. Um, And then, yeah, anything you want to do um in your life that you're not currently doing it's about then wondering what you're actually spending your time on that you don't need to be doing and this follows on to point number 2 which is we all love a to-do list like it excites us writing out a to-do list and uh, it's a great task to do actually but often more often than not we have 10 plus items on that list now this is where looking at which items are most important are going to be key. So actually this little tip I'm going to give to you now, which you may not have heard of before is having a not to do list. <clears throat> so the not to do list is things that you don't want to be doing that you are regularly doing right now. So a big one with this is scrolling on your phone and, um, put that on your not-to-do list. If you have a not-to-do list, often we don't struggle with ticking things off on our to-do list and having the drive to do that. But it's because we spend so much time doing things we don't want to be doing, for example, scrolling on our phones, that stop us from doing things we want to be doing. So put a not-to-do list in place. So for me, that's things like scrolling on my phone. That's things like not drinking coffee until an hour after I've woken up that's more to do with uh, an energy thing instead of getting a, a task done um but that that for me helps like not 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 drinking coffee before uh, an hour before i wake up and drinking water instead massively helps with my energy levels in the morning um and having a not to do list so it might be a case of like um not not watching tv until after 8pm you know, and 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 that might be because you want to be more present with your children when you get home versus just watching the TV as soon as you get home. So it's, it's things that you're currently doing that you don't want to be doing. It might be not not eating um, after your last meal of the of the evening because you don't want to snack. Put things on your not to do list instead of having just a to do list. Put things on your not to do list because ultimately. We spend a lot of time and energy thinking um, and doing things we don't want to be doing. But if you put it on a, a not-to-do list, that could be massively beneficial as well. Um, little and often, that's the next point. So when you're starting anything, often it can be tempting to just go all in, 100%, all on-off in mindset, which is great because you see fast change. But ultimately, you have to think long-term. You've got to be in it for the long game. Um, and and using reading as an example if you're someone who wants to read more and then you go through a sudden splurge of motivation i want to read so you read a book in like two three days you spend like an hour every morning reading is that sustainable and what can you do little and often to achieve that so a great example here I'll sit with the reading, actually. You could do 10 pages per morning. It sounds like you're not going to get through much, but compounded day by day. If you do that for two months, you've you've read a book, basically. You can read six books a year compared to the one book you read. And then you've stopped halfway through the second book because it just wasn't sustainable. Um, and you probably lost the enjoyment for it. So little and often is definitely key when it comes to prioritizing um, things. Uh, and then the, the example I used, for myself or i will use in this podcast is i recently wanted to get into morning journaling i did it for i scheduled 30 minutes every single morning i did it for about four days and felt great and then i think i missed the friday the saturday um, and then i struggled to get back into it whereas um something i'm doing at the moment is breath work so every single morning i'll get a shower and then I'll go downstairs, I'll do five minutes of breath, for, breath work. And I'll do that while I'm boiling the kettle. Um, and basically, that gives me time then to focus on, I'm doing breath work to basically um, calm my, my body, calm my mind before the day begins, just as a form of self-care. Um, and it's, it's been a game changer, actually, I feel a lot more calm in the mornings, a lot more relaxed, a lot more clearer minded uh, when I do the breath work. But the um the fact that i'm only doing five minutes and i'm doing it whilst the kettle's boiling is an incredibly uh, simplistic way to look at it rather than you know having to think about doing 30 minutes journaling which is quite a big task especially for someone who's never journaled before um five minutes is an easier commitment so think about how you can break things down so that you're doing it more consistently but on a lower level because ultimately the more you do something the the more it's going to stick versus how intensely you're going to do it of course you'll have to build it up over time potentially um, as you adapt to whatever it is you're doing um and you might want to build it up but that's that's going to be the key little and often number four win the morning win the day so if you're going to do something and this is great when it comes to exercise getting your exercise in i often will say especially for for parents who work getting your exercise in first thing is going to be key and i know it's not um i know it's not achievable for everybody because you do have kids you might be a single parent you might have a partner who works away from home early in the mornings and he's out early so you might not have the ability to get to the gym or you might not have the ability to train from home and you might have to train in the evening But if you can, definitely, I would prioritise getting your gym training done. First thing, it serves you first uh, before you're serving anyone else, whether that's your job or whether that's your kids. Um, But even other things like having a strong morning routine, what do you want to be doing on a daily basis? Do you want to be reading more? Read in the mornings. Um, Because often after a day of work, we do want to relax. We do want to unwind and all of the things you want to achieve in the day you ultimately are pushing back because that is your chill time your shut off time at the end of the day um so anything you want to achieve definitely look at doing it in the mornings like waking up early in the mornings and getting like an hour to yourself Uh, it can even start at 30 minutes but just waking up taking care of you and having that time and and it, it depends what you want to do you might want to go for a morning walk you might want to read a book you might want to just sit and watch a little bit of tv and um, whatever that may look like for you you might want to just sit and have a hot drink you might want to just sit and simply do nothing uh, but just having that quiet time in the morning is going to be a massive game changer and however you start your morning is how you start your day so if you start your morning rushed then it's going to compound into the rest of the day um a good task actually to do first thing is actually plan out your day mentally or write it out what do i want to do today what are the intentions almost like a morning journal and um, gratitudes can be great as well so thinking about one to three things you're grateful for right now trying to be as specific as you can of course the generic ones like i'm grateful for having a roof over my head i'm grateful for the food in my fridge um but trying to make it more specific what well, um whether it's around work, whether it's around opportunities you've had recently or opportunities coming up, family and relationships, stuff like that. Um, so winning the morning, winning the day. So things like making your bed. There's a great video actually that circle, circulates online by like a, a Marines officer who did like a commencement speech at, a graduation at university, a graduation ceremony at university. And he talks about how like the first thing you should do is make your bed. Because if you make your bed, then that's a promise you've made to yourself. It's a form of self-care and that compounds into the rest of your day then. So when in the morning, you're going to win the day. And then the last point I've written down here is tracking and reflecting. This is something I do with all my clients. So when they come on board, we do like a weekly check-in. We look at things across the board, how they're performing in different areas. And ultimately, I'll give them feedback and get, raise their awareness around it. So if there's any areas that are lagging or being neglected then we look at that and we look at how to improve them but reflecting on that is key often if we don't really look at something or think about something or reflect on something weeks and months can pass by this is why people pick up weight without really realizing over months and months and months or they get to a place where they're not happy with a certain area or they feel like burnt out because it's a very gradual progression whereas if you actually measure things and track things and taking it back to the reading how many pages did i read this week Uh, How many times did I wake up um, at the time I wanted to wake up versus, you know, last minute and scrambling to get the children ready for school? How many times did I go to bed at the same time? How many times did I go to the gym? And it's starting to track these different areas and tracking how you performed in them as well. Um, I really think that that can be a game changer when it comes to looking at what are you doing on a weekly basis? What have you achieved? Looking at the positives and then looking at things that you want to do differently heading into the next week. So for me personally, looking at um reading, um for me, I love reading, but struggling, I struggle to be consistent with it unless it's something I do in the mornings. If I leave it until the end or the middle of the day, typically I won't be as consistent with it. So something I did a couple of months ago was try, I I built too much of an elaborate morning routine. I'd wake up, I'd have a shower, I would then um I would then do my journal work for 30 minutes and then I would want to read for 30 minutes and then I would want to get into my social media work in the morning, which for me basically looks like um, actively reaching out to to new people on Instagram, new user accounts and following them and connecting with them. I'll reply to any outstanding messages and I'll also um, send a follow message to new followers. Uh, that's my morning task for social media. But basically what I was doing is... Um, I was doing the journal work for 30 minutes. And then after that, I, and if you've ever tried journaling before, it can be quite mentally taxing. Um, I was basically running out of time in the morning. So then I'd go straight into my social media work that reading completely took a back seat. Now at the time, I thought that journaling was a priority for me. But what I actually realized is that in the mornings, I want to read because that that lifts my energy levels it inspires me it energizes me when I'm reading about things that I'm passionate about and when I'm reading about things that are inspiring that really sets me up well for the day and something like journaling for me I feel like it needs to be followed by a relaxation period Uh, So I was actually getting to the end of my journaling in the morning and feeling mentally tired. And this was like an hour and a half after I woke up. So that's another great point here, actually, is like, make sure whatever it is you're doing, you know how it makes you feel. Does it lift you up or does it bring you down? And then plug and play that into certain parts of your daytime routine. Um, So now journaling for me comes at the end of the day before I switch off for the evening. So it'll be it'll almost be like a working task for me. Um, late afternoon early evening and i'll reflect on the day and i'll look at what went well what didn't go so well and i'll maybe ask myself some deeper questions um, and then i'll switch off for the night so that's kind of my um thoughts on prioritizing and something else that i have let slip recently here's my Afrikaans study. So something that held me accountable is booking in with a tutor once a week. Um, And that's been consistent because it's something that I pay for. It's something that I schedule um, going back to point number one. Um, but I also have an app which is like uh, Afrikaans learning app. It has a daily lesson on there. If you achieve seven days, it gives you a bonus lesson. If you achieve every day in the month, it gives you a bonus, a second bonus lesson of a, a monthly bonus lesson. And then you can also go into the vocabulary, and it's got about thirty diff- different, different, um, thirty different areas. Like so, it might be like hotels and restaurants. Um, airport travel. And then if you go into each category, it's got eight lessons. So it's got literally hundreds of lessons, but I don't utilize that. And it's something that I want to introduce into my daily routine, but I've massively put on the back burner. So the message behind that is you can only give your attention to so many things. Going back to the spinning plates analogy, if you make a to-do list of, let's say, 25 tasks or 25 goals in life, the top five are probably going to get the most attention. The other 20 will start to slip down. So I think it's getting super clear on what it is that needs your attention right now. And if you have a top five, for example, makes me think back to school when you used to have like a top five girls list and a top five boys list. I don't know why. Um, that just made me think of that. Um, so basically uh, completely lost my train of thought now. Oh yeah. Spinning the plates, top five. So if you've got your top five, there's no reason I why. this on the web siri interrupts me again there's no reason why you can't drop the fifth one down into sixth place and bring the 10th one up into fifth place for example so it's going to be about changing and swapping your priorities along the way and this is the thing and this is the beauty of life your priorities aren't fixed you can change your priorities and it's about thinking about what's important do you want to be healthier do you know you need to improve your health prioritizing exercise and then losing something else so for example you might prioritize exercise and you might make time by watching less tv and that could be a really kind of um, positive swap for you uh, do you need to prioritize weight loss right now you're going to focus on healthier eating you're going to focus on less convenience so you're going to prioritize a regular shopping day once a week um and and you're going to prioritize um preparing that food and and having a menu for the week that's going to be something that you're going to make a priority so it's about really thinking about what's the priority in your life do you actually not take enough downtime for yourself are you going to give yourself an evening where you don't have any plans because because you've overscheduled yourself are you going to prioritize potentially organizing something social for yourself once a month um as a as a form of improving your social health and your emotional health and um, so it's, it's about looking at what the priority what the priority is in life so just to cover the five areas i went through schedule into your routine routine is key routine gives you freedom routine if, if, if you have routine you know where you are you know what you're doing and when you're doing it the point number two is have a not to do list. Don't just have to do list, but have a not to do list. What are the things you want to stop? And are you going to hold yourself accountable through a not a not to do list? You can even stick it up somewhere where you're going to see it frequently. Uh, little and often wins the race. So make sure whatever you're implementing, um, it can be tempting to go all guns blazing and full steam ahead, but just make sure that it's sustainable and something you can stick to think 10 pages a day think five minutes breath work think three days of exercise a week versus seven things like that and um, win the morning win the day so start your morning strong and um, if you don't currently have a morning routine definitely build one out make it so you've got 30 minutes of you time whatever that looks like does that look like you exercising in the mornings does that look like you waking up and going for a walk does that look like you making your bed going downstairs having a hot cup of tea or coffee or just some water and reading some reading a book of your choice uh, or watching maybe some some morning news whatever that looks like for you and and then the last thing is track and reflect so actually week upon week or day upon day whatever suits you think about and track what you're doing um, and the changes you're making and how it's making you feel And if it's having a positive or negative effect, if it works, going back to me trying to journal in the morning, that was not working for me. So I moved it to the end of the day. So make sure that the changes you're making are working in a positive way. And the last thing I would actually say is is communicate with people about, about what you're doing, whether that's your partner, whether that's your close friends, you know, communicate with people about the changes you're making and 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 if you have someone you can have this level of conversation with it can be a game changer um i know quite a few people don't have this level of conversation with others and um, so finding people who you can have this level of conversation with is going to be an incredibly powerful thing for you and um, because self-improvement Could be a lonely road if you don't have people around you who are on that same journey with you um, and and have that level of conversation. So find accountability, accountability um, and people who are going to support you. And that's where having a strong support network is also going to be key so you can become the best version of yourself and uh, start to live life in your terms and start to prioritize the things you want to be prioritizing. Um, sometimes that means saying no to your family as well and, and challenging them. Sometimes that means saying no to your friends and challenging them. Sometimes it means you taking a step back as well. Um, and that's that's in itself can be quite difficult sometimes. And that's really where it comes down to really asking yourself what you want versus what other people want or what you think other people want. But that's a conversation for a whole different podcast episode. Guys, I'm going to wrap up here. I'm not actually sure how long this is. I assume it's going to be about 20 to 25 minutes, but thank you for listening. I hope today was super practical for you. So how to prioritize what you want to do in your life. Five key points. Um, feel free to reach out and let me know which your favorite one was or any, kind of, um, any key takeaways from this episode. Until next Saturday, guys, take care.